Chapter 1, Section 2, Study of the Sea and Its Inhabitants Term Oceanography is the study of the oceans and their phenomenon such as waves, currents, and tides. The science of oceanography draws from many different disciplines, including chemistry, physics, geology, geography, meteorology, and even biology. The study of living organisms that inhabit the seas and their interactions with each other and the environment is marine biology term. These two areas of study are not completely distinct from each other. They frequently overlap and it is necessary to combine elements from both fields to form a complete picture of the ocean and its inhabitants. With this in mind, the theme of this book is the ecology of marine organisms, that is, the interplay and interdiscipline of organisms with each other and their environment. There is tremendous diversity among the organisms in the ocean, and we know very little about many of them. Some organisms may be important new sources of food, useful commercial products, or chemicals that could be used as medicines. Millions of visitors are drawn yearly to seaside resorts to admire the beauty and variety of marine organisms. This is a key factor in the industries such as ecotourism and sports such as scuba diving. Unless we learn more about marine organisms, we will never discover all of the substantial contributions that they make and could make to our lives now and in the future. We hear a great deal today about the impacts humans have made on the environment, including the sea. There are even some who claim that the sea is doomed and that we cannot reverse the damage that has been done. Although the media play a primary role in informing us about human impact on the sea, they interpret much of this information for us as well. The attitudes that people take towards such topics as the dumping of trash, disposal of radioactive and industrial waste, oil spills, climate change, and overfishing are greatly influenced by the media. To make intelligent decisions about the ocean as well as the rest of the environment, Responsible citizens need a foundation of facts when analyzing these complex issues. This is perhaps the most important reason for a concerned citizen to learn about marine biology. Chapter 1, Section 3. Marine Biology, a History of Changing Perspectives. Human interest in the sea probably dates back to the time we first set eyes on it, fished its waters, and sailed across it. The great expanse of water with its variety of strange and wonderful creatures has inspired awe, wonder, curiosity, myth, and at times fear. This interest in the sea and its creatures laid the foundation for the sciences of oceanography and marine biology. Like living organisms, the science of marine biology has evolved over time. Early investigations of the sea's creatures centered on simple observations of marine organisms that were easily accessible from the shore. As ships and equipment became available, humans set out to conquer the sea and attempted to control its awesome power. In their quest for discoveries, explorers and merchants alike eagerly set about emptying the sea of its contents, often overexploiting its resources. Improvements in shipbuilding and navigation opened up new frontiers in marine exploration. These same technical improvements also allowed the science of marine biology to expand as a body of knowledge. More recently, advances in submersibles, robotics, computers, and other technology 
have furthered broadened our view of the marine environment. This new knowledge has led to marine biology in a more global perspective of interrelatedness of ocean habitats and the interactions between ocean and terrestrial habitats. Early Studies of Marine Organisms Early attempts to study the sea creatures can be tracked back to ancient Greeks and Romans. The Greek philosopher Aristotle, who was an accomplished naturalist, was one of the first to develop a scheme of classification which he called the Ladder of Life. His writings contain descriptions of more than 500 species, also one-third of which are marine. He also studied fish gills, proposing that the, they function in gas exchange and made detailed observations of the anatomy of cuttlefish. Pliny the Elder was the foremost of the Russian naturalists I'm sorry, Roman naturalists. His only surviving work is the 37-volume Natural History, which contains mostly information about terrestrial animals, but does include references to marine fishes, clams, and mussels. During the Middle Ages, Catholic Church became the primary overseer of scholastic pursuits, but gave most of its attention to matters of theology and philosophy. The study of natural history will still depends on the works of the early Greek and Roman naturalists. Arabian philosophers of the Middle Ages involved themselves with interpreting and explaining the works of the ancient naturalists rather than engaging in their own studies and observations. It would be the late 18th century before biologists would again, conduct studies of marine environment based on original observations. Renewed interest in marine organisms. During the late 18th and early 19th century, biology expanded into several disciplines. This was a time of great discovery, fueled in part by the development of better sailing ships and navigable instruments. Sorry. The exploration of new lands and new sea routes provided information for the various branches of science, including biology. Scientists such as the French naturalist Jean-Baptiste Lamarck and anim animatist George Culver studied and described many marine organisms during this period. In December 1831, the vessel HMS Beagle set out on a five-year voyage of exploration that would take it around the globe. Among the measures of, excuse me, among the members of this expedition was Charles Darwin. During the voyage, Darwin, father of the theory of evolution by natural selection and early marine biologist, was able to observe marine life firsthand and collect many specimens of marine organisms. On the basis of his observation of atolls, term, ring-shaped coral reefs that enclose a lagoon in the Pacific, he proposed an explanation of atoll development that is still widely accepted. It was during this voyage that he began to formulate what would eventually become his theory of the process of evolution. In 1859, Charles Darwin published his landmark work on the origins of species by means of natural selection. This work stimulated many scientists to investigate the causes of adaptations observed in marine organisms. It also sparked study of the interrelationships among marine organisms 
and between marine organisms and their environment. In the years following the voyage of the Beagle, Darwin engaged in a detailed study of the barnacles that inhabit the rocky coasts of England and produced a monograph on the subject that is still in use today. In the early part of the 19th century, it is generally agreed that living organisms could not survive in the cold and darkness of the ocean depth. An idea proposed by the English naturalist Edward Forbes, evidence to the contrary was produced when a transatlantic telegraph cable linking the United States and England failed shortly after it was laid in 1858 and had to be retrieved. The cable was located at a depth of approximately 1.7 kilometers or 1 mile in the North Atlantic Ocean. As the repair shop retrieved the cable, it was found to be covered with all sorts of marine organisms that had never been seen before. These organisms apparently flourished in the depths of the ocean and their discovery sparked investigations by several countries into the life on the ocean floor. Subsequent dredging expeditions recovered animals from as deep as 4.2 kilometers or more than two and three quarters miles deep. Beginnings of Modern Marine Science By the end of the 19th century, many countries, including the United States, were spent spending significant amounts of time and money to learn more about marine environment and its creatures. Challenger Expedition as a result of increasing interest in the marine environment, the British Admiralty organized the Challenger Expedition, which lasted three and a half years. The expedition was named after research vessel HMS Challenger, a ship containing state-of-the-art equipment and research facilities. When the Challenger returned to England in May 1876, it had crisscrossed the major oceans of the world and brought back enough information to fill 50 volumes of scientific reports. During this expedition, more than 4,700 new species of marine organisms were collected and described. Many of these new species were dredged from the great depths. The Challenger expedition gave birth to the modern sciences of marine biology and oceanography, and even today, marine scientists continue to refer to the Challenger reports in their research. Later expeditions by Great Britain and other countries would add to and build on the broad base of information accumulated by this groundbreaking expedition. Charles Woodville Thompson, the driving force behind the Challenger expedition and its chief scientist, collected samples of the microscopic organisms floating in the water. Previously, biologists had paid little attention to these organisms, but were now coming under close scrutiny. In 1887, Victor Henson coined the term plankton to describe all the different organisms that float or drift in the sea's currents. These tiny organisms are at the base of the ocean's complex food webs and only in the last 50 years have marine biologists started to understand the specific roles that these organisms play.